Broadcasting from Boston, Massachusetts, you're listening to the Technology Equals Equality Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Technology Equals Equality Podcast. I'm your host, Lori Brooks, and this is episode 56. Today, I have the absolute pleasure of welcoming Sally Hendrick, founder of Social Media Traffic School, to the show. Sally is an online strategy and tech coach. She is an accomplishment junkie, a mom, an organizer of chaos, course creator, geeky girl, wife, talk show host, and a child at heart. Sally, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here, Lori. Certainly. So what we would love to know is the story of how it is you saw the future long before you began in the business world, before you got your first job. When you were a teenager, what did you think you would be doing as an adult nowadays? Oh, my goodness. That is so funny. Okay. (laughs) Because I know exactly the answer. When I was in high school, my math teacher said to me, well, actually, she didn't say it to me. She said it to my my favorite aunt. She said, Sally is the most magnificent math student I've ever encountered. She can come in my class, and I know she's reading a book under the table, and she's not supposed to be doing that, but I also know that she watches me do the sample understands it, goes back to her book, and doesn't need to watch the rest. And I didn't know she had said that about me. I really was kind of a lost kid who just wanted to be liked. And because she put that validation through, you know, indirectly through my aunt, and my aunt told me that, I looked into majoring in math. And when I looked at some newspaper articles, Of course, back then you couldn't search the internet. I saw that article that's been playing over and over and over since the 80s that the number one job is to be an actuary. And I thought, okay, well, if you can be an actuary because you major in math, then that's what I'm going to do. And I decided that in the 10th grade, and that's exactly what I did. There you go. That started it. (laughs) And it was really just me looking for validation in something because I was really kind of a creative type but also really good at math. I kind of have one of those 50-50 brains, but it's really difficult to make a decision when you feel pulled in all the directions, right? Right, right, right. So you majored in math. You decided to become an actuary. What, What were some of the first steps that you took at that point? Or or what do you feel like was the aha moment for you that began to pivot your journey towards uh, the web-based entrepreneurial journey that you took on? Well, that's another funny situation in that I worked through the actuarial world for, I've been doing it for 24 years, but... I've always been a creative, and I've always gone overboard when it comes to, like, my kids' birthdays and and making invitations, creating themes, writing poems, doing graphics, things like that, 
decorating, doing things that made, you know, were visually pleasing and always had some sort of connection to what I was doing in my life. I've always been very artsy in that way. And my mother was like that and is like that. But um, anyway, I feel like, I guess I thought, oh, I could never make money doing something like that, but I love it so much. So I just kept doing what I was doing in the actuarial world. And that was kind of like I called it my puzzle time my um, to do the actuarial work because I really enjoyed figuring out all the systems and the connections of the numbers and the statistics. So it, it, I guess it worked, right? I figured out my balance. That's awesome. Yeah. That's an thing to do, Sally. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But I do have to say that over the last few years, what happened in the uh, my actuarial job is that, and I've been with the same people since I was 22 years old. So, um, you know, I've been working in this field. I did go to a different job for a little while, but then I came back to the same people that I had started with right out of college in another setting. And I felt that I was searching for things to do to make things more efficient and creative in the office. And it's, you know, I, you would catch me in the break room uh, playing with the Star Wars characters that they had or laid around the off, or not Star Wars, Star Trek characters that they had in there. Actuaries tend to have some funny um, interests, if you will. And so I was always trying to come up with something fun to do in the office. Mm-hmm. And then I realized I somehow stumbled ac- across this coaching situation online in like a weight loss group. And I went in to lose a few pounds, and and I did that, and I enjoyed that situation. And I started to see where you could really get creative with with the coaching. And I was getting pointed out a lot in the group as like, oh, that's a great idea. Oh, I love how you say that. Oh, this is really neat. Oh, I love that graphic you posted. Or this is so fun and funny. And, And it just started to validate the creative side of me and I was like wow this actually is something where I could incorporate technology with my creative side and actually make enough money to leave the corporate world (laughs) that was the spark (laughs) isn't that crazy I mean it was just like how did that happen and I did I became a fitness coach a wellness coach and it was through um, a beach body, through an MLM. And um, what I found, though, over time was that I didn't really enjoy the emotional coaching of wellness because there's a lot of, lot of emotional coaching to do with people. And, and I just wanted to be able to give people the steps to take and say, here's what you do. You signed up, now do it. And but But they don't do that. You know, they had a lot of... They needed more coaching, and I really wanted to be the teacher. And there's a difference in those two disciplines. To coach, and I wrote something like this the other day, and it it stuck, and I was like, you know, I could make a quote out of that, but it was something about, like, coaching is for people who are lost and need direction, but teaching is for people who are ready to be taught. They know the direction. They're just looking for the information. Yeah. That are 
not aware of what the direction is and really need assistance in figuring that out before they even get to the teaching portion. Right. So the journey completely shifted. You worked as an actuary. You actually left the industry, came back to clients that you had had for multiple years. Then you kind of got involved with a weight loss coaching session online. And through that, that spark was generated that you could, you know, really use coaching and technology, but the emotional portion of the coaching was something that you, you kind of wanted to steer away from. So you were shifting your own journey online, but it really started just from having gone online to look for assistance in something that you were looking for assistance, for assistance with. And that can be something that really does spark a journey for, for entrepreneurs. It's a surprise to finally have it come up on the show because oftentimes people have a story of their illness has thrown them into it or something from their mm-hmm. history, you know, or their parents had started the business or something to that effect. But um, to finally hear the story of someone who was online looking for something completely different and was looking for the solution in an industry themselves, and that is what sparked that new industry is, is super exciting. So thank you for bringing because it's the, the first time we've had the opportunity to hear that. But, you know, I knew that story was out there somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's here, but and, I, and I'm not done. I'm telling you, it's funny because it's actually kind of shifting back. Mm-hmm. It just so happens that the actuarial firm, and I still work with them. I, mm-hmm. I haven't left. I'm, I'm not working near as much as I was. I dropped a lot of projects. They know what I'm doing. I was honest with them, and I set it up so that I could – you know, stair-step my way out. Um, but they are creating their own membership site for the insurance industry, which hopefully will be done right. It, I actually talked to the guy today. He said it's probably going to be done June 1st. And I was like, oh, that's funny. That's the first day of my summer session for my school that I've created. <laughs> and so everything seems to be coming together. I've got a membership site for my business and they've got a membership site for their business. And later on, I don't know if they see see this yet. I've spoken to them about it. But I have a feeling that I can show them how to really utilize their membership site and capture people's attention because of what I've created outside. That gets me back to the corporate people. I love how in this journey, having the ability to pivot forefront in your mind that can really open up the doors to opportunities that you really would not be aware of or notice mm-hmm. uh, after you didn't keep that open mind. So that is, it's very important to keep an open mind and, and to uh, keep that thought process of having the ability to pivot forefront. What do you feel was the, the hiccup for you? What do you feel was one of the most difficult pieces for you as you, first off, I, I commend you for making sure that those relationships were structured to a degree where you have the ability to flex and move in and out of the actuarial uh, situation. But what do you feel was one of the most difficult pieces of setting that structure up and kind of making sure that you had the opportunity to move between those two worlds? Was that the most difficult piece? The most difficult piece to step away from the actuarial projects and go into this? I had amassed a larger client base at the actuarial firm a few years ago because one of our main actuaries left. 
And I said, I tell you, and I was working only half time at that point. And I said, you know what, I will step in and take over what this person did and let's hire some new people who are not experienced and train them up. And they said, okay, let's do that. And so over the next year, they hired four new analysts into the office. And I went on a mission, and I didn't know what I was doing as far as, like, my future self. I had not even created my business yet. But my mission, and I've always had this mission in every job I've done, was to educate anyone and everyone in the office who wanted to know what I knew. And so I taught very carefully, slowly, um, deeply what I was doing to all four of those analysts. And I managed to shift out of the 87 projects I was doing every year, I managed to shift 60 of them over, okay? And I still supervised them, but all of the work to get the actuarial projects together was done by them, and then I would review it and then send it on to be credentialed, sent out the door, you know, the, the last steps to wrap it up. And because I had done that, because I wanted my job to be more efficient, I wanted my job to be doing the things I needed to get paid for, not doing the, um, you know, the things that you do when you first get started. I needed to be the expert that was able to sit back and look at the numbers and really understand what was going on rather than to get lost in the spreadsheets and the detail of all those databases we had to, to crunch. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening was when I got to the point, because I had done my coaching business on the side, I was still not a full, full-time employee. I still was doing 25 to 35 hours a week. It depended on the season. Um, and so the extra time I was spending on the weekends and at night and in the mornings and at lunch <laughs> building my coaching business, once I switched over to the technical side of things where I thought, well, I need to teach the technical part of this, not the weight loss part. I need to teach other people how to do the technical part of social media for any type of coach or business person. Um, at that point, I realized that I had already set myself up to be able to step out of a lot of projects because at that point, the new analysts had done every project that I had passed over at least twice. And that was kind of like the key moment to be able to say, hey, I'm not going to supervise these anymore, but I want to keep these projects. These are the ones that are more complicated and more custom, and I can do them easier. I can still have these analysts do the auditing because we always have to audit each other's work to make sure um, things are done correctly. But the brain power behind the more difficult projects, the more difficult clients, I could I could handle that easier. So I structured it so and I went into the office and I said okay let's talk and I pulled in the 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 two actuaries that needed to to know what I was doing and I said this is what I want to do and I literally laid it out client by client and showed them exactly what I wanted to do for shifting everything in the office which was not actually a big shift it was more of a 
kind of a lean, if you will. <laughs> and and I said, and then I'll take this, and I want this much money for it. And two weeks later, they said, okay. <laughs> and I, I'll, to be honest with you, by hour, I got a 35% raise. But I ended up cutting my hours by 66%. Very, very nice. Great job. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it's a story and a half. Delegate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you learn how to delegate and teach and really add value to the education of who works with you, you will make your life easier. In all areas, whether it be to make a shift into a new program or whether it be to make a shift within your own business, yeah. um, having the ability and the knowledge of how to go about delegating in an efficient manner can really allow you to scale to, you know, areas that you probably wouldn't regularly be thinking about. You know, it's amazing what you can do when you do go ahead and delegate 80% of that work out. Um mm-hmm. So, and you know, you know how I, how I, um, my influence from that was Brian Tracy. I had mm-hmm. read his book, um, Eat That Frog. Mm-hmm. It is a very simple, straightforward, <laughs> step by step, exactly my style type of goal setting journey yes. book. And yes. um, and I actually created a course out of the steps of his book but in my in my own way and I incorporated some other things that I had learned I created that and that was actually kind of the baby the infant stage of my coaching teaching business if you will and I really hung on to what he talked about about delegating what it is that you should not be doing because you're getting paid this much per hour or your value is worth so much more because of your experience. And really, your boss would even be um, much happier if you presented to them a way to let you do the job you need to be doing and let people who are new that you can supervise or train for less money to be doing all these other things that take up so much of your time. And people get into this huge overwhelm in their corporate jobs. So I feel like that's the solution that people really don't understand it's what they need to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's how that all started. <laughs> Definitely. When you are not mindful of the fact that there are tasks that you could easily delegate out, um, it's extremely easy to get overwhelmed and get lost um, in what you're doing, and that's why it is very, very important to not only have a list of goals and tasks, but also to um, really make sure that you find some way to assist yourself in focusing um, on whatever those tasks are. There's a ton of, you know, web extensions, apps, things that you can use in this day and age to assist in keeping that mm-hmm. focus on whatever the, the major tasks are. So delegation is definitely the key to, you know, the ability to scale. So definitely, thank you. Do you feel that was uh, the key to your success, Sally? Do you feel that that was, you know, the big ticket thing for you was the recognition of the need and the ability to delegate? Or do you feel there was something else that really helped you throughout the journey? Oh, it's key to everything I'm doing right now because I'm doing it again. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with Social Media Traffic School, which is, you know, the first classes start in June. Everybody can enroll starting May 1st through the 16th. In that situation, I'm doing a very similar thing. I have created, oh, quite a few courses on email marketing, list building, um, digital branding, how to get your style, how to, you know, get it in the all optimized across social media. Mm-hmm. And um, it, I also have a very detailed Facebook ads class called Mad Science because mm-hmm. – People really get um, overwhelmed with ads and their right. their performance, and I've managed to take really horribly performing ads from very high dollar conversions down to pennies. And the process, I've been documenting it, and I'm going to be presenting it at Social Media Marketing World in um, an extra workshop that Mari Smith is doing. Nice. Um, she is doing her own um, her own workshop the day after Social Media Marketing World is over. And I asked her, I said, look, I want to present my research to you. I want to talk about my journey of what I've done. And even if, even if you just want me to hand out papers, I just want to help and be there. And she actually wrote me back personally and said, absolutely, come on. And so I'm not like billing or anything. I don't have any billing with it, but... <laughs> But she doesn't really know me all that well. I do help some in her groups. But but what I found is that I'm really good at the deep analytical parts of things. Mm-hmm. And I love to be able to do everything. But after I created a webinar course and a Facebook ads course and, a you know, all these other courses to put into school, I was – Trying to finish up my Zippy course course, which teaches people how to use the Zippy course platform, which we have over 30 videos on how to do it. It's, there's a lot of details to that, even though it, it is a simple platform. Not everybody is WordPress savvy, and not everybody mm-hmm. understands the lingo, and some people just need that visual um, help, if you will, and the support. I got to the point where it was like I had 200 people wanting me to finish that Zippy course thing. But I was doing the Facebook ads course, and I still had another one to do, and I still had another one to do, and I was starting to go completely crazy. You know, it was like, I can't do all this stuff. So I went into the Zippy course group that I've been running. It's called Zip Your Course. I had to take the Zippy out of it because Derek Halpern contacted me, and he said, I don't want He goes, I love that you're killing it. I love you're doing a great job, but I don't want you to use Zippy courses in it because then it sounds like you're actually working for us and and you're not. And I'm like, you're right. And I don't want to say I'm working for you. So I will, I will change it, but it's zip your course now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I formed a team of ladies, techie ladies, and we're called the zip squad. (laughs) And the zip squad will come and help you figure out what to do. Right. So we created this incredible course that is in beta testing mode right now, and we've sold several copies of that, and we're working through the kinks. We should be done with the testing phase in the next couple of weeks. We have managed to create an entire affiliate program around it so that they're making the money they need to. It's a collaborative effort. There's no barter here. This is just something we're doing as a team. Right. And 
that actually sparked my um, enthusiasm to make Social Media Traffic School a place where other people can teach what they're good at. And so it's not just me and my school. It's our school. Yes, I'm the principal. I'm the headmaster. I'm the founder, all of that. But finally, it was like, oh, this is how I need to do my sales page. This is how I need to do my affiliate program. This is how I need to do whatever. And boom, I hired a dozen people, and it is happening. And so we're about to... Um, I just sent out the the draft of the affiliate program yesterday to the dozen people that are going to be considered faculty. There are three or four people who are going to be adjunct professors who come in and do like um, large scale possibilities workshops, if you will. Mm-hmm. But then we have the faculty doing the lectures. And then the resources are the courses inside the membership site. Nice. So, yes, absolutely, that concept of delegation has carried over into my new business. And now that I've figured it, figured it all out, I can see this as being the place where students become teachers, where teachers become faculty, faculty becomes, you know, heads of departments, and the department heads then create new departments, and we open up new departments. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. possibilities are endless Certainly. because no matter what business you have, if you want to use social media as your marketing tool or one of your main marketing tools, social media traffic can be that, but you've got to be able to understand, well, what's a business plan for, and this is something in the future, for a financial planner? How does a financial planner take this school and scale their business? And I've got plans for that. I've actually got an audience here in Nashville that I'm going to be speaking with come fall about this very thing. Nice. Very, very nice. And what we'll do is we'll be sure to, to link to the website and the course and your zip squad um, yeah. on the show notes page. <laughs> so great. definitely we we will be swapping links in a few, and, and I will be sure to link to all of this, including actually uh, Brian Tracy's Eat the Frog um, because I do actually uh, want to make sure that the audience has a chance to look that over. Um, if you had a time machine and could go back 10 to 15 years and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Oh, my goodness, 10 to 15 years? Oh, where was I? Should I think about where I was at the moment? <laughs> go for it. Let's see. I had twin babies. Uh, 15 years ago, they would have been one. 10 years ago, I I had my, well, 12 years ago, I had my third child. So there's a big difference between those time frames. Hmm. At that point, I did have the opportunity to actually make some changes in my life, but I didn't do it because obviously I had a lot of different responsibilities on me. But I think back and it's like, if there's something that you think you want to do, try it out. I mean, 
figure out a way to make your workload easier because that's that's a big problem in the corporate world, especially in this country. If you can learn how to delegate and trust other people, yes, it is a pain when you first do it and you have to put in extra hours. You have to figure out a way to be able to check things and supervise things so that stuff doesn't fall through the cracks. But do it and trust the person doing it and give them feedback and always give them respect and a hand up. Always try to help the people who come in behind you or under you or whatever you want to call it because the more you help them, the more you have a place to be buoyant. You have a way to be flexible. You have a way to shine. And then when they respect you, they're not trying to cut you down. They want to go to the top with you. Does that make sense? Very much so. Yeah. Very, very much so. That's a good one. I think, you know, 15 years ago, if I had known that it was, you know, a good idea to delegate tasks, I probably would have acted on it then, too. <laughs> yeah. And if you, you know, if you, it's, also, if you want people to like you or you want fans or followers or you want people at work to like you, be respectful and highlight them, give them praise, give them, be grateful for what they do and recognize all the good stuff that they do. And don't belittle them, don't micromanage them, don't drive them crazy and make them stressed out just because you might be stressed out. But what will happen is you will see an energy completely shift if you do that. <clears throat> Very much so. Yeah, important thing. No, I agree 100%. You know, when you when you begin to delegate, um, if you are managing by task versus by objective, it can become a difficult situation, and you're creating more stress for yourself as well as that other person, and it generally doesn't flow as smoothly as it could. Whereas when you delegate and manage by objective versus by task, you're providing that trust and that respect and the working relationship tends to flow a lot smoother than it would if you're micromanaging every detail that somebody's doing. Mm -hmm. And when somebody feels trusted and respected, they're bound to give way more effort into what it is they're doing than those who are just being, uh, you know, told what to do and, and hovered over until those tasks are complete yeah. 100%. So that's a good one there. Um, the show is really designed to help entrepreneurs come up with ideas to help solve a pain in an industry that they may not have been thinking of. So Sally, we'd absolutely love to help you, be it in the transition or, you know, the launch of the new school. We'd love to know if you had a magic wand and could change anything at all in your business. What would it be and why? For the trolls on the Internet to go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. We're going to just start blacklisting everyone. <laughs> I was telling somebody the other day, it's like, you know, you – in a way, if you if you don't react quickly, you might actually be able to come back with a positive response that may turn your trolls into fans. Mm -hmm. But, and you could try to give them a chance. 
But if they keep coming back to you with the negative feeling and that, and they don't learn their lesson when it comes to someone who's being very helpful, yeah, you can turn them off. And, and I hate to say it, but it almost feels like if you're going to be this, these rats in a cage who are all fighting each other to try to see who can win, what you've got to understand is that the rat that in that the rat that's still living at the end of the day is still in a cage. So you, so don't do that. <laughs> Be positive and helpful and bring people up to the top. Rise above, step over each other with, you know, with a handstand or something or some sort of, you know, pyramid or whatever to help each other out. Don't step over each other, um, you know, with hard shoes on. <laughs> I'm not even sure how to say that, but you know what I mean? Like, use each other to build each other up as building blocks as opposed to tearing each other down. Definitely. There's nothing but abundance, and there's no need to fight over it. So, work with each other, help each other out. You know, just lend each other an ear and, uh, you know, and have the advice or, you know, provide the advice that you feel you could provide when you can yep. versus attempting to just attack others in, in forums and things of that sort. Because it is, it's, it's foolish and it, it doesn't help anyone. Not that I know. So, nope. uh, Sally, <laughs> <laughs> you've been outstanding. Thank I you. truly appreciate you joining us this morning. Please share the best way for our listeners to find you. Right now, the wait list for socialmediatrafficschool.com is going to be the best way to come in and get in touch with me. You'll be, you'll get, you know, an email that gives you um, some, it basically just says, hey, stay tuned. We got free opportunities coming up, and that's going to be the best way to get started right now. Awesome, and we'll be sure to link to that from the show notes page. Uh, Sally, wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Find a way to make your workload easier. Learn how to delegate. Then reach out to Sally at socialmediatrafficschool.com or you can always reach her through our show notes page at technology-equality.com forward slash Sally Hendrick. Sally, thank you once again for sharing with the community and techie community. Thank you guys for joining me here for episode 56. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And until our next episode, when we continue to hear the journey, find the pain and create solutions. Enjoy the week.